Yeah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So God is good once again. He's good all the time. And welcome to our interactive Bible study. Welcome our tabernacle family and uh, those who are watching uh, online. We uh, welcome you tonight to this um, uh, teaching on um, what is the great white throne. What is the great white throne judgment? Um, we hear uh, that a lot. I hear that a lot, and I'm surprised to to come across a lot of confusion uh, around this uh, a subject of the white or the great white throne judgment. Um, and so we're going to be looking at that tonight. So um, we welcome your comments. We welcome your interaction. Um, questions. If you've got any questions, you can type in. Uh, send those in and we answer those questions live on air. So once again, thank you for wherever you're joining us from and we trust and pray that you will be blessed through this teaching tonight. So let us just pray, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you and we do praise you for this opportunity to break the bread of life tonight, your word to your people. And I'm asking that your Holy Spirit will come and touch, Lord, the understanding uh, of your people so that Lord the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and of understanding will be poured out tonight on those who are listening. I'm also asking that you will lift self out of me and that you will hide me behind the cross and that you will speak through these lips of clay Lord and that you will make your name great and we vow to give you all the glory and all the praise for that which you would do in Jesus wonderful and glorious name. Amen. What is the great white throne judgment? What is that all about? Um, and so we are going to be looking at a number of things pertaining to the white throne judgment, the person who's going to be judging, and there's going to be quite a number of scriptures that we're going to be looking at. So let's kick this thing off, shall we? So uh, one of the Bible uh, as yet unfilled prophecies is the great white throne uh, judgment. So obviously it's something that's not yet fulfilled. Described in Revelation chapter 20. This event will involve everyone who did not accept Christ Jesus. So this great white throne judgment will involve everyone who did not believe on the Lord Jesus or accept the Lord Jesus, followed him. Um, that's who it pertains to, okay? Um, their savior during their life on earth. Christians will not, and I must reiterate this, Christians will not uh, be present they will uh, participate in another judgment, but not this a specific judgment. Um, so it's a separate judgment known as, and this is it's similar, known as the judgment seat of Christ. So you've got the great uh, throne, uh, white throne judgment, and um, you have the judgment seat of Christ. Christ, and that's where Christians are going to uh, be at, because Christ's righteousness has been credited to every 
believer, uh, uh, the latter will be a joyful occasion. The great white throne judgment will be a different matter. So um, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, a closer look at this. Okay, so in Revelation chapter 20. So the book of Revelation chapter 20 uh, from verse 12 to 13. We learn about the people at the great white throne uh, at judgment. So um, it says, and I saw, and this is the uh, uh, Apostle John uh, uh, speaking. It says, and I saw the dead and small and great standing before God and books were open and another book was open which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. But this is going to be an epic uh, occasion. Imagine this. Um, we can see that people do go to hell when they, when they die, uh, if we did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, because it tells us here that death and hell delivered up. So there's going to be a reprieve for whatever time period of the judgment that would take place for those already in hell being tormented. Um, there will be a reprieve for all those people right back from the beginning uh, until that present day. And so ju just think about this. Uh, uh, death and hell give up uh, the dead. And um, wherever people's bodies are, uh, cremation, um, the sea, the Bible talks about, will give up the dead. And uh, they will be standing before the judge to be judged. And so let's uh, look at that some more. As John viewed this great white throne, he sees all who died without a relationship with Jesus Christ. So these are the people that did not follow Jesus, did not believe on the Lord Jesus. They knew about him, but they did not trust him as their personal savior, okay? And uh, so their bodies are summons from the grave and uh, the sea. Their souls are called from death and Hades to stand before the judge of all the earth. Wow, that's um, a place that uh, you and I don't want to be at. Okay, according to John, this group will be made up of both small and great. So those who are great in the eyes of the world. Uh, and those who are not so great in the eyes of the world. That's part of the makeup of this uh, a, a group of people. 
um, expression that uh, often appears in the Bible. We often see this in the Bible. And uh, over five times in the book of Revelation alone, hmm, it, rem it reminds us of all classes of people that will be present from the ranks in the church and the world. There will be many religious people at the great white throne uh, 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 judgment, philanthropists, preachers, miracle workers, and lay people. Yeah, so-called Christians, so-called churchgoers, uh, leaders uh, uh, will be at that uh, throne, uh, that white throne uh, uh, judgment of, of, of Jesus Christ to be judged. Um, when you look back in the New Testament and you see the behavior of the religious leaders, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Sadducees, these were two elitist group of people. The Pharisees, they're the one that taught the scriptures uh, 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 to the people. They knew the four books of Moses by art, and, uh, and they were obviously looked up to by the people because they gave the Torah. But when Jesus Christ came, um, when you read uh, Matthew 13, and, and, and you see how Jesus spoke to them, I mean, it was really harsh, um, calling them hypocrites, vipers, snakes. And he actually mentioned it's going to be the judgment is going to be worse for these religious leaders. So what was wrong with these religious leaders? They obviously preached the word, but they themselves were disqualified because they did not live the word. And obviously this is a, a warning to everyone that preaches the word, teaches the word. Um, it's one thing to be the delivery person of the word, it's another thing for us to be able to live what we are preaching. And sadly, there's many that preaches the word but do not live it. Many benefits, uh, many people benefit from hearing the word taught by some of his leaders, but they themselves will be disqualified. And so um, it, it, it's a real sombering thought, really, that one can be anointed. Uh, called even uh, to lead God's people or to be over uh, a group of people in an era of ministry that uh, they are receiving, they are being blessed. But the, um, the deliverer of that uh, word, that person of that ministry, they themselves stand disqualified because of their lifestyle practices that are contrary to the scriptures and uh, to all my once save always say friends that don't believe that can be the scriptures tells us this uh, there are those who are following Christ and after a while they stop following Christ and his word they're probably still in a position in the church but they're no longer following Christ. They will find themselves 
at this great white throne judgment. And so um, uh, we have to, and the Bible tells us that we should examine ourselves. Why does the Bible tell us to examine ourselves? Think about that. Examine uh, 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 yourself because it's, it's so easy to drift um, from the truth, this fallen human nature that we still have when we are born again has a way of sliding uh, uh, away. So um, we've got to always make sure that we are uh, uh, constantly in the faith and, and living not for ourselves, but for our Lord and Savior, at Jesus Christ. And so... Um, Again, looking at the type of people that are going to uh, be at this uh, great white throne judgment, as we just looked at, philanthropists and preachers, the great and the small, and it continues, multitude uh, in the, of device, diverse religion. It would include Buddhists, Muslims, Hindus, Protestants, Catholics, Baptists, Presbyterians, and it goes on and goes on. Uh, there will be those who believe in one God and those who believe in many gods. It will include those who refuse to believe in any God at all. Those who believe in meditation as a means of salvation and those who, uh, through uh, that doing great deeds, are thought by doing great deeds, uh, it will lead to eternal life. And um, this is something that we do uh, pick up on a, a lot. Um, the good deeds, which are good and commendable, but it doesn't earn us eternal life. It doesn't earn us salvation. And um, sadly, this is prevalent in the church, that uh, people believe because if someone is doing so much good deeds in helping people, uh, making people's lives better, and they of themselves give their time or even their lives to be working uh, in developing countries, um, in helping the poor, that such a person will go to heaven because of their good deeds. If they did not trust Jesus Christ as their personal savior, they too, at the great white throne judgment will be presented before the judge to be judged. And remember, the great white throne judgment, you don't want to be there because that's already for the condemned. And you're thinking, well, why, why then be presented before such a throne? Well, because of the judge. A judge will not be a judge if he's not fair to give you the opportunity to state your case. And, uh, but all those would see, and uh, they would not be able to hide. They would not be able to be in a position where they say, well, uh, we didn't know, we didn't understand. No, no, no. The Bible says, would not the judge of the whole earth do what is right? And um, that includes those, well, it doesn't include those, but some people would ask, what about those who have never heard? And we know there are parts of the world, uh, they call it the 1040 window, the one, a third of the 
nation that has not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ once. I think it's less than that now uh, because of technology. Um, and, um, but everyone in the world that God has created, that has been born, human being, has a conscience. We, they have a conscience. And that's, that's a God-given thing that he placed in every human being, a conscience, that we don't have to be taught or told that it's wrong to murder, it's wrong to rape, and so forth. You're something there, and that's called a conscience. It's a God-given thing uh, in every human being. Uh, uh, wherever you are in the world, um, you know that is wrong. And, and we know we have a free will. We can override that will. <clears throat> and not only that, every country, whether good or bad, have good laws as well as bad laws. And again, you'll be judged by the law. And, um, and so again, the judge of the whole earth would do what is right. So those who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ once, they will also stand to be judged whether it's um, um, they did right or, or wrong. And so again, so many different people at this um, stage uh, will, will be before God, and it's, it's going to be an epic scene. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a frightening scene. It's going to be a terrible scene um, because no one will have any excuse whatsoever. God is fair. God is a, a righteous judge, and, um, and so he will carry out. All those who shook their fists in the, in, in the sky, up to the sky, said, oh, if there's a God, let him strike me dead. And they continue to breathe and walk and live. Uh, that's just God's mercy. And you do get those people that, you know, they, they swear and, uh, and uh, uh, up there and whoever is up there that they're cursing because obviously things have not gone so good in their own lives and wondering where was God and, uh, when situations happen and so the anger uh, uh, comes out against God. Okay, we see the moral and the immoral, the priest as well as the ministers, the nuns as well as the missionaries. What will happen to these religious people when they stand before God? Okay, we're going to have a look at that, shall we? And so Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. So let's just stop there, shall we? So someone who profess, it's twice the, it reiterates, Lord, Lord. And you've got many churchgoers who fit uh, this category. I'm a Christian. I've been baptized in water. I have a position in the church. Going to church doesn't save us. Having a position in the church doesn't save us. Doing good behaviorance and good deeds, charity deeds, doesn't save us. So one could say they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ just by words, but your behavior, your lifestyle betrays what you say. 
and, and there are so many Christians, and we know that God is a final judge to judge the heart of uh, those people. Uh, but there are many that come forward to give their heart to Jesus. They repeat a prayer of salvation. And we make it very clear in Tabernacle Christian Center here that repeating a prayer of salvation from the preacher does not save you. Let me say that again. Repeating a repentant prayer for salvation from a preacher does not save you. You see, if your heart is not connected to what you are praying or saying, then you're just paying lip service. Jesus said concerning uh, the Pharisees, um, you, you, you honor me with your mouth, but your hearts are far from me. And there are those that come forward, they're emotional, uh, but, um, and they think, okay, if I come forward, uh, say a prayer, I will be saved, and they go back to living whatever. No, if your heart's not connected to that prayer, that's why Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, if you will confess with your mouth uh, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So the confession with the mouth, the believing with the heart, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe. And then with the tongue, confession is made. When that happens, the Holy Spirit just does the rest. He is the one that does the converting. Um, and all of a sudden, you, your sins are washed away. And uh, you have brand new desires that you did not have before to begin to live for God. In other words, there is a change. Anyone who is in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, is that your testimony? Is that your story? When you came to Christ, when you gave your life to Jesus, was there a change? Is there a change in your life? Not saying that you're perfect, no one is perfect. But are you living for God? Are you obeying him? Are you following his teaching, his ways? Or are you just living for yourself? You don't want to be in the middle of the road. Those who are in the middle of the road get run over. Okay, so you really want to make sure that um, your heart is right with God. Don't play with your salvation because you say you're under grace. So therefore you can play around and think grace is covering you. You're deliberately going out of your way to commit sin, you're deliberately going out of your way to commit sin, thinking that grace is covering you, you're in a very dangerous place spiritually. He that committed sin, the Bible says, is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. 
So that's the King James Version. Um, what that means, he that keeps on committing, keeps on. So that puts that person in a category of an unsafe person. You're just living for yourself and for the devil. Then the person who is wanting to serve God, making mistakes or struggling in a particular area, that's a different person altogether. You, you love God, you want to serve God, then you have the other category of Christians that is just living in sin constantly. The Bible says you are of the devil. I hope that's not you. I hope you're of Christ. And uh, because if you are in that category, if you die in that situation, your place, when you then stand before the judge, will be at the great white throne, judgment, to be judged. And, and that is just going to be awful, terrible. So we're continuing to read from Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 21. Um, we're going to look at 22 now. Many will say to me in that day, what day is that? Isn't that the day of judgment? The great white throne, not the judgment seat of Christ for Christians. And that's not going to be judged for your sins. We'll probably look at a little bit of that later on. But the great white throne, judgment. Many will say to me in that day, wow, not some, not a few, but many. So as I alluded to before, religious leaders are going to be there. People that were baptized in water, but we're going to see why. Have we not prophesied in your name, charismatic Pentecostal? Here, Protestants, cast out demons. You can only cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You can only do that if you're saved in your name. And done many wonders in your name. This is frightening, isn't it? These are people that had a gift in signs and wonders healings and miracles and as a result of that people were saved demons were cast out it says it here look at the scripture verse 23 and then then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me wait, wait a minute lord what do you mean but they healed in your name they cast out demons in your name. Miracles, signs, and wonders were done in your name. And you're saying, Lord, that I never knew you. Well, just look at the last clause of this um, sentence. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Or King James Version, you worker of iniquity. 
That's the reason why. So what can we derive from this? The gifts and the callings are without repentance. You find that people who come to Christ, all of a sudden a, a gift begins to operate. Okay, they didn't have to fast and pray or whatever. Um, it began to manifest. But notice your, the fruit, fruit develops over a period of time. Okay, that's character. Okay, so a gift now is in operation. And what we have seen over generations, um, uh, that people have used their gifts for their own benefit, to, to profit themselves. Uh, I, many years ago, I remember being in a service, and here was this uh, man of God, and miracles were taking place in the service. Now, when it came now to take up the offering, he spent... I, I, God knows how long. And he says, you've seen the miracles, you see what God has done, now give. So he was using his gift to benefit himself and manipulate the people. And, uh, and, and, and it's like today, you have a, 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 a good number of uh, uh Leaders, uh, men and women of God with these gifts of healings, of, of miracles, but they are full of themselves. Uh, they have a self-interest in promoting themselves and not Christ. They're making a name for themselves. They're building their kingdoms and it's amazing how God does not withdraw um, the gift from the person it, it stays with them and that's what I really believe deceives them because they validate their relationship that they're right with God because the ministry is growing more people are being healed more people are being saved we've just read it here they will say lord lord didn't i cast out demons heal the sick look at all those people you saw them giving their lives to you there is fruit of my labor of my ministry wow we've got to make sure whatever we do that our motives are clean We've got to check our hearts. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it for my self-interest? Is it for my self-promotion? Am I trying to make something of myself? Am I trying to prove myself? To then feel that I am important? Look at me. These are things we, we must sit down with ourselves and allow the Spirit to shine uh, the, the, the torch of the Holy Spirit and to really show up those areas of our hearts that if that is so, you know, hit the floor with repentance. It got you saved, it will keep you saved. Repentance is a good word. One of God's favorite words, repent. If, if we find ourselves fitting in any of these categories, less, less, we find ourselves at this place where we're hearing, depart from me, I never knew you. 
there are sometimes people confuse uh, this area. You got those who are agents of darkness, so they were never saved, never saved. They draw, they have their power from a different power source to perform miracles and signs and wonders, which is the satanic kingdom of darkness. They make a, a pact with the devil. And these are witch doctors, they might, might as well be classed as witch doctors uh, uh, that just come out of uh, uh, their huts and stuff like that. And they put a collar on and they open a church. And the masses are flocking and they are seeing uh, so-called miracles happening. So you got that category, but you got those who were genuine, walking with God a gift operated, but somewhere down the road, they begin to focus on themselves. Jesus is no longer the center of what they are doing. They've made themselves, the gift has got them known. The gift has made them popular. And that's what they're riding on. The gift has brought a lot of finances into their lives. And they begin to talk about the jet, the cars, the clothes, and so forth. Missing the mark. They will stand before God on that great white throne judgment and hear the words depart from me that, 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 that's sombering that, that, that's a very sombering scripture if you just join us we just uh, explaining uh, Matthew's gospel chapter 7 verse 21 to 23 and uh, so contrary to popular opinion believing in your chosen truth your preference does not make it true there is only one truth let me say it again so contrary to popular opinion believing in your chosen truth well i believe well i believe if i if i'm a good person if i believe if i just help people and you make that your truth for to get to heaven. You're not going to heaven. Unless it's through and in the name which is above every name, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You see that in um, Acts, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, there is, and there is no other name that is given under heaven whereby we must be saved. So whatever your chosen truth is, if it's not Jesus Christ and him crucified, it doesn't matter how wonderful what morals, yeah, what morals you have. Because you've got certain Buddhists that has devoted themselves in the Buddhist temple there in China, and they've got excellent morals, excellent morals. But you know something? By having an excellent moral doesn't save you. Oh boy, I think somebody needs to hear that. 
And there are those people, as I said, they, there's certain Hindus that the uh, 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 gurus that devote themselves or, uh, and whatever, and, and, they, and they're peaceful, they seem to be loving, uh, seem to be kind. And um, you meet those people in perhaps every religion, every religion of the world. You find some really beautiful, wonderful, spirited people. But if they have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and they have determined to stick to their chosen truth, it doesn't matter how wonderful their lifestyle, their, their morality, they will stand before the great white throne judgment. I don't know how that is sitting with you. This is not an opinion I'm giving you. This is Bible. And it's so sad that so many churches are not preaching Bible. They're not preaching the truth. So just that statement that I've made would be somehow confusing to certain Christians because of where they're being spiritually fed. To think that a good moral lifestyle, and I guess everyone may know someone that is not born again, but they have a good moral lifestyle. They, they have a real wonderful personality. And, and somehow we think in our mind, oh, that person is going to heaven. Not if they have not um, accepted the Lord Jesus. If they have heard the gospel and they reject Jesus as the savior of the world, whatever their chosen truth is, they're not going to heaven. And, and that may sound, um, I don't know, that may sound really harsh, narrow-minded, bigoted, um, it's the Bible. Because there is only one truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one sacrifice for sin, and that is through Jesus Christ. So whatever chosen truth we may adhere to or philosophy if it's not Jesus Christ and him crucified, sorry, we've got to understand this is the narrow way. The other way is the broad way with people chosen truth and their good personalities or they've got something that is really admirable about them that you're thinking, wow, that person's even, their personality, their, their character is even better than some, some Christians that we know. And you may say the same thing, that you have met some people with some personalities and characters that are far better than some tongue-talking Christian. And then in your mind, oh, God would accept them. And some of you may say, well, pastor, you can't judge. Wait a minute. What is this judgment we're talking about? We, we, we can judge based on the word of God. If someone heard the gospel, understood the gospel, and rejected it outright because they had a chosen truth, they had hereto as being their religion and believing they would get to heaven by that chosen truth, 
If they die, they die in their sins. Remember, Jesus on Calvary's cross took their sins, but the individual has to acknowledge Christ and repent to receive eternal life. If not, it's damnation. That is the truth. And we cannot uh, seek to uh, uh, pretty up uh, 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 the truth, put cosmetic on it, because we want to be liked. We want to be accepted by the world. It's, the, it's a mockery then to the, our, our early brothers and sisters that were martyred. It's a mockery to those in the Inquisition because they denied uh, where under the Dark Ages the Roman Catholic Church was reigning and our brothers and sisters were, were tied to posts to be burnt. And the, the priest will come and says, recant. Do you believe that the, 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 the bread and the wine is the body of Christ, is the very body and the very literal blood? And they will say, no, it's just a symbol. They will set them alight because they refuse to compromise the truth. There's so many Christians, my God, too many Christians are compromising the truth because they become, they've embraced this, I don't know, a liberal form of Christianity, a political correct Christianity forsaking the biblically correct way. Dangerous, warning, red flag, red flag. If that's in your heart, please I, I plead with you, turn from that belief system. It's a wrong belief system. That's because, uh, because we're living in a modern age uh, uh, today and, um, and we just want to, I don't know, be accepted. Did the apostles do that? Did the early church do that? Want to be accepted? Are we taught that in the scripture? It's not in scripture. If you're a friend of this world, you become an enemy to God. Oh, Lord. May, may, God, um, may, may God really help uh, his church um, as we continue with this. Uh, again, if there's any questions, you've got any queries, even if you disagree, uh, please send in your questions. We will do our best to answer uh, uh, your disagreement uh, with Scripture, please. Okay? Only one truth, and that. The truth of Jesus Christ. He said in John 14, which I just quoted, I am, I am, Jesus makes no bones. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God the Father except by or through me. So when Jesus says, I am, that's it. There's no bones. Either he was insane, a madman, or he was telling the truth. Regardless of all the other religions that have some nice things, if you get Jesus wrong, it doesn't matter how much nice things you have, how much nice moral uh, 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 things that you have in your religion, you get Jesus wrong, you got the whole thing wrong. You must 
come to the place to believe and accept that Jesus Christ, number one, is the Son of God, and that he is the only way to God. This is not my opinion. This is grassroots Bible. We live in a time of really great compromise in the church. Uh, wanted to be accepted by the world, look like the world. Um, and uh, as a result of that, we do that at the expense of our relationship with God. We will find ourselves being a cast away. Let me say that again. You will find yourself being a cast away, disqualified if you do that. It's a mockery to Jesus Christ. What he went through, um, the, the, the sufferings of the cross, so that what? We can compromise and we can just accept every and everybody as being a Christian. We don't want to go down the road of universalism, that everybody is going to be saved, that there's no one's going to hell. One of our wonderful um, church leaders, brother who uh, passed away just last week, um, that started, um, was a real blessing uh, to the body of Christ. It was a blessing in my life. Um, had um, departed from the truth and began to preach universalism. Um, that God is, he mentioned that um, uh, God told him that people suffer too much on earth to be able to be suffering in hell. So no one is going to hell. Sound philosophical? Sounds nice, but nothing can be further from the truth. And uh, we've got to watch out um, because these are the last days and um, the things that are coming out um, is causing many to shipwreck in their faith, even though they're still going to church, but their belief system has changed. In other words, they have, according to the scriptures, departed from the, the faith. What's the faith? Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the faith. When you depart from that and you begin to embrace universalism, you begin to embrace the other people from other religions, it's going to be said because you don't know their heart and all this kind of stuff. You are treading on very dangerous grounds. You have moved away from scripture. To, to suit your own feelings or to please other people. And, and you may just find yourself on that day at the great white throne judgment. Oh, wow, I really do feel the presence of God. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. So the word great speaks of an infinite one who is the judge. The word white speaks of divine holiness, purity, and justice. And the word throne speaks of the majesty of the one who has the right to determine the destiny of his creation. 
Wow, that's powerful. Listen to this. So the person, the person now, of the great white throne judgment we're going to look at from Scripture. The Gospel of John, chapter 5 and verse 22. The Gospel of John, chapter 5, 22. And there's a few verses to 27. Listen to this. For the Father judge no one. So we can see the Father, God the Father, is not going to be the judge. This should be interesting for those oneness, those who believe Jesus only. Uh, they call themselves the oneness doctrine that Jesus is the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the Father. This is a verse that they should really consider. Okay, so let me start again. So the Father judge no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. You can see now that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in them who sent, who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment. That's that white throne. Revelation 20. That's the judgment that he's talking about. Shall not come into judgment, but pass from death into life. 25. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of a son, the son of God. The son of God, Jesus Christ, they're going to hear his voice. He's the one, not the father, not Michael the archangel, not Gabriel, but the son of God. And those who hear will live. My word. 4, verse 26. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. Verse 27. And has given him, this is the Son, Jesus Christ, authority to execute judgment. Also because he is the Son of Man. Verse 28. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. Oh, praise God. Verse 29. And come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life. So that good is not our own good for salvation. This is the good to trust Jesus Christ, to accept what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, receiving Christ through the repenting of sin. That's what he's talking about here. Okay, so uh, done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of what? Condemnation. Wow. Very sombering. Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans chapter 2 and verse 16. In the day when God will judge the secrets 
of men's hearts by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So we can clearly see here who the judge is going to be. And that's because he's the one that paid for our sins. So it's just rightfully uh, so that uh, uh, he should be uh, the judge. In Acts, the book of Acts, Peter says, and this is Acts chapter 10 and verse 42, Acts 10 verse 42. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he, that's Jesus, who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. So you can see uh, clearly who the judge is. So Christ is the judge of the living at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, this is when believers come before him after the rapture, after the rapture, which is the resurrection of the saints. This is the time uh, when in a moment of a twinkle of an eye, those who are alive shall be changed. Those um, uh, bodies that are in the grave, ashes, God, Jesus will bring back and they would have a new body and will be caught up simultaneously uh, in the air. But um, that will be going uh, to the judgment seat, okay, uh, where that is not the place that we're going to be condemned. Our works will be judged, motives and, 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 and things like that. And that's where we receive our rewards as well for what we have done, what we have labored with the right motives when we were in this body living on planet Earth. And so, um, so Christ is the judge of the living and at the judgment seat of Christ, when believers come before him after the rapture, he is the judge of the spiritual dead at the great white throne judgment. Jesus Christ will conduct the trial and no one is better qualified. Jesus will be the judge at the trial of the book of Revelation chapter 20. The great white throne. Okay, he did all he could to redeem humanity. And if anyone rejects his offer, then that person or persons must be judged by Jesus. What do you think? Jesus done everything. That's why we will stand before not the Father, Jesus Christ. He did all he could do to redeem humanity. And that is so true. He's done everything. And so his Holy Spirit is at work in the earth. His Holy Spirit is convicting the hearts of people. But there are some people that rather darkness than light because their deeds are evil. They don't want to give up their evil deeds, the works that they're doing. And so they've chosen their path, their destiny. And it's not Christ. It's a destiny 
apart from Christ. So if they die in their sins, it's hell. And then the great white throne judgment. This leads me now to say, this is why it's all important for the church of Jesus Christ to wake up. Wake up and get the gospel out. Wake up and preach the gospel. Wake up and be a witness there in your community, amongst your family, in your place of work, your place of education. How many people know that you are a Christian? How many people have you shared Jesus with? How many people have you prayed for or are you praying for to come to Jesus Christ? Or are you just contented, just coming to church, going to church and you have no care, no heart? For those who are on their way to hell, you may have family members that are not Christians. Do you think they're going to heaven? Wouldn't it be awful to stand before Jesus on that day? And he will say to you, what have you done? What have you done with my word, with my gospel? Why didn't you share it? Hell is a terrible place. You wouldn't want your worst enemy there. Believe you me. The scriptures go into details about that dreaded, awful place that Jesus spoke about more than any other person. Read the book of Matthew. He explains that more than any of the other gospel concerning hell. It's a terrible place. The Bible says you have your own worms. And the proper translation is maggots, huge maggots. You have your own maggots. Now you imagine when you die, that worms eat your body. Now you imagine being in hell. You're all, you're, you have a spirit body that is more real than your physical body. And it has its own maggots going through you. Just that alone. I mean, forget the fire and the other things. Having maggots going all the way through your body, you're feeling it. You're screaming, you're wanting to die, and you cannot die. Listen, I'm trying to frighten you in a good way. Number one, to live right. Number two, get the gospel out. If you're in a church, but they don't encourage you to preach the gospel, they have every single event except the gospel. Get out of that place and find a place of worship where they're encouraging people to get out of the four walls. Wear your Christianity on your sleeve. And don't ac accept this dumb, useless uh, 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 philosophy. Oh, I don't wear my Christianity on my sleeve. You're going to hell. The Bible says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. The Bible says, you're a light on a hill. So a light on a hill can be seen. So you're supposed to wear your Christianity on your sleeve. You're not supposed to be a fanatic, but people are supposed to know that you're a Christian. There must be a difference. There is an urgency by the Spirit of God. Preach the gospel. Get the gospel of Jesus Christ out. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way for salvation. Only way to get to heaven. For he himself said, I will not share my glory with another. I'm trying to introduce all the other religions. Trying to say that all religions lead to the same path, but in their own different way. What Bible are you reading? You're reading the Bible of the world. You're reading the Bible of emotional preference to please uh, others. 
Revelation chapter, wow, well, it's at the time. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27 states, only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will get into heaven. My question, are you sure your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life? Is your name in the book of life? Are you saved? Do you know if you die a few moments from now, have you the assurance in your heart that you're going to be in the presence of Jesus Christ? If you have to think about that, something is wrong. If death came knocking at your door, are you ready? See, we're supposed to live as though Christ is coming back anytime or that we could die at any time. In other words, we're not supposed to be living, getting ready. We're supposed to be living, being ready. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. The next hour, we will say, I see you tomorrow. I see you next week. But it's not guaranteed. And we don't often think about that. So what happens as a result, we live carelessly. And death can come sudden. And what then? What then? I pray that your heart is right with God. I do pray that if death came knocking at your door, in a form of a heart attack, a massive heart attack, that you will be in the presence of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But if you're not sure, if you're not sure, as we close out this teaching tonight, please make your calling on the election sure, the Bible says. So you can be sure. Some people say, you can never be sure. You can never be sure. Yes, you can. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be, not might, you shall be saved. So we're not just talking about believing. That word in the Greek means to believe Jesus alone, alone for salvation. Not with all the others. You've got to throw away that ideology because it's not scriptural. And accept Jesus and not only accept him, but begin to live for him, begin to follow him. I think it's a very fitting time to pray. As I sense the spirit of God. We'll be looking at the great white throne judgment. You don't want to be at that judgment it's for condemned sinners but they will have their trial in a court with Jesus as the judge and they will be shown each and every one of them the opportunity 
that they had, the clarity of who Christ is. But they decided to reject the master. And they died in their sins now to pay for their sins for all, not some, but for all of eternity. I mean, that just beggars belief. All, no parole, reprieve, forever, means forever. Father, I thank you, loving Father, our Father. We thank you for your great love that you demonstrated by allowing your son to come to unrobe himself of the glory that he had and to robe himself in mortal flesh. To therefore be the second Adam to suffer and to die for the sins of the world. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice that is hearing me. Thank you for this teaching uh, tonight. And my heart just goes out to those who are not born again, who are not saved. And they're probably those who have been backslidden, still going to church, but they're far from you. For those who are just religious, they have a form of godliness. They know about you, but they don't really know you. And they fit into the category that you will probably say, if they die, I never knew you. But I also thank you that you are a God of great mercy, grace. You're a God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance. For where sin abound, your grace did much more abound. There is no sin that we have committed that your grace does not abound for, that you did not pay for on the cross. And so, Lord, wherever people are who are listening uh, to my voice at this time, wherever they are in you, I thank you that you love them still. You hate the sin, but you love the person. And I pray for those who are away from you. I pray for those who are backslidden. Lord Jesus, I pray this very day, whenever they're watching this, Lord, they will slide back into your arms with repentance. I'm asking, oh God, that you would do something new in their lives, that their lives will never be the same again. Those who have lost their spark, their fire. Father, I pray for fresh fire. Let fresh fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Passion for the things of God come upon your people now. Stir them with an insatiable desire to know you, with a, a love for you, to love you with all their hearts, with all their minds, soul, and strength. Lord, I pray for miracles to be taking place right now behind those screens where people are viewing, listening, and watching that your Holy Spirit will arrest people's lives that are not right with you, those who have been 
compromising their Christianity, thinking that grace covers them, thinking that once saved, I'm always saved. It doesn't matter what I do. Lord, have mercy, I pray, and touch lives right now. Father, for those who have never received you, Lord Jesus, as their personal Savior. If you're watching and you are not a Christian, you, you know about Jesus, but you have never repented of your sin and accepted, received him into your life, please repeat this prayer of salvation. Remember what I said before, the prayer will not save you unless you believe it. Believe with your heart, okay? And uh, confess with your mouth. And the Bible says you shall be saved. You ready? Let's do this right now. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins on the cross. Lord Jesus, I repent. I am so sorry for my sins. Forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me with your precious blood. Lord, come into my life now and make me a Christian. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, and my God. Amen. If you meant that from your heart, Upon the authority of Jesus Christ, I say to you, your sins are forgiven. Your name has been written in a book called Life in Heaven. And um, I encourage you, please, to begin just to talk to God. Pray. That's talking to God. God wants to talk back to you. Begin to... Let's download a Bible, get a hold of a Bible, and begin to read from Matthew, the Gospels, to get to know about Jesus Christ. It's growing in the grace of God that you need to grow in. Find a church. Get into a Bible-believing church that doesn't water down the Word of God. Uh, please, wherever you are, if, if you're nearby, you're not far away, hey, why not be a part of this fellowship here in North Kensington. Okay, that's where we're based, in North Kensington, Latimer Road. Okay, Latimer Road tube station is the nearest. And so we are on Latimer Road. That's not where the tube station is, by the way. But we are on Latimer Road, W106QY. Join us for our 11 o'clock service. Or get in touch with us through social media and uh, we will get back to you as soon as possible so you know the next steps to make in your uh, walk with God. Uh, welcome to the body of Christ. If you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are saved. Amen. And your sins are forgiven. Tell somebody what has happened uh, to you. Those of you that have recommitted your life back to the Lord, listen, just go for God. Amen. Um, if you would like to visit us, we're here, and uh, we're here for you. And so if you like to come or you've got a church to go to, then you go to that church and make that church your, your base, okay? Uh, God richly bless you. 
uh, 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 today, this evening, whenever you're watching. And uh, we'll be back on this platform this coming Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. We'll be back on the same platform that you're watching. Please uh, investigate our archives. If you're watching via the Facebook, uh, check out the YouTube platform, which is TCC Church. TCC Church. Okay. And uh, you're able to see the categories of the uh, various messages and teachings that will help you grow in your newfound faith. Or if you're a Christian, that will help you strengthen your faith. Check out some of the titles there. And I hope it will be a blessing as tonight. I pray that you have been blessed uh, uh, listening as well. Share it with somebody. And, um, and until next time, next week, next week. Tuesday, 7 p.m., by God's uh, uh, grace, we will be back. So I bid you all a very good evening, good night, good day, whenever you're watching. Bye.